Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Good evening and welcome. Tonight I have a collection of true scary let's not meet in stalker stories. I can't say that I've personally ever been stalked, or perhaps they have been that good that I have not noticed. With that said, let's begin. For a bit of background information, this happened at a travel hockey tournament. I've never had an experience like this before, so it was shocking as somebody who had been playing for 13 years. At the time I was 13 year old female, so basically still a pre-teen. However, at 13 I gained the privilege of being able to walk around in public without having an adult's eyes on me 24-7. In hindsight, probably not the best decision of my dad. I was on a co-ed team this year and all of the kids were 13 or 14. We were headed down nearby DC for a tournament in December. Our team manager booked a hotel that was in the projects. I'm talking hearing gunshots and seeing abandoned houses nearby when I pulled into the parking lot of this hotel. This was already a red flag, but I continued to unload my suitcase from my dad's truck and grab my backpack too. As we were headed towards the doors of the hotel, I heard a man behind me calling some girl's name. I think he was screaming Annie or something that sounded like that. I turned around just to see if he was anywhere near us and he was standing next to a large pillar connected to the hotel. This man had bloodshot red eyes and was definitely on some sort of substance. I decided to start walking faster and my dad must have thought the same thing as me because we started hightailing it to the hotel doors. Less than a minute had passed once we reached the hotel doors, probably about 10 seconds. I decided to look back to see if this man was still there, but he had disappeared. Eventually my teammates all texted the group chat saying they had arrived and they were hanging down in the lobby. I rushed to the elevator to go join them. I clicked the start button which leads to the lobby. But when the door opened, it wasn't the lobby. The elevator had taken me to the basement. I was frightened because it kind of looked like the back rooms except tile flooring, with some 60s music playing faintly. I took a peek outside the elevator door and there was absolutely nobody in sight. I tried the start button again, absolutely horrified from that. I didn't feel myself go up or down. The doors opened to the basement yet again. I figured maybe the star button was the basement and it was just different from the other hotels. Maybe I just had made a mistake and was supposed to press floor 1 to get to the lobby. I hit the floor 1 button. This time it took me to a hallway. The button led me to the first floor of hotel rooms, still not taking me to the main lobby. At this point I started to get confused and a needy feeling overcame me. I decided to head back onto the elevator, go to my floor on the third, and walk down the stairs. 
I knew my entire team was roomed on the third floor, so I felt more comfortable walking down from the stairs. I went up to floor 3 and got off the elevator. On my way to the stairs I saw weird crumbs in front of the hotel door and bent down to take a look at what it was. It was weed on the floor. I was kind of taken aback a bit and I fell back. The person on the inside must have heard me because the door opened. The crazy man from the parking lot was on the one behind the door. After seeing this I bolted to the stairwell and ran down the stairs. I was running so fast that I was skipping some steps. I even ended up accidentally tripping at one point but I got up as fast as my little legs could carry me. I made it down to the lobby and my team saw me in a panic. They all asked me what was wrong and I explained my story. I got a few looks from them and they probably thought I was delusional. But one of the boys convinced the whole team to follow me onto the elevator so I can show them in person what happened. I clicked the star button and lo and behold, the door reopened without any movement from the elevator. This was the same elevator and the same button I had pressed previously. I still have no explanation behind this. The weekend ended up continuing but being completely normal until we had to leave for our last game. We all were standing in the lobby about to leave. We walked out into the parking lot to see that one of the cars had been broken into and it was my teammates. His car had a back window that was pretty big so you could see what was inside of the truck. Well, it turns out that somebody had broken into the vehicle thinking it was full of something valuable. The only thing left behind in the truck was both of my teammates' sticks, so he definitely wasn't looking for equipment. Joke's on him though, because hockey equipment smells absolutely rancid and he probably had a not so nice surprise when opening the bag. The hotel workers actually checked the cameras and guess who it showed? The crazy man from the parking lot. So, crazy man, let's not meet. I used to be employed as a child protection worker. A report came through about a stepfather who was being abusive to his children. I was given an investigation by my team lead. When I interviewed the oldest child with the police, she had very visible physical injuries and told me exactly what happened. I'll spare the details, but yeah, it was pretty horrific. As the children were in his sole care, we knew that they needed to be removed immediately. We sent a team of two workers out to the children's school while myself and a colleague called the stepfather into the office. I led the interview and it was pretty fucking horrible, I'm not gonna lie. He didn't even try to deny that he had hurt his stepchild, basically saying that that's my kid, I'll do whatever the fuck I want and you can't stop me. When I served him with the paperwork, he absolutely lost his mind. He was swearing and screaming and said, if we were outside this building right now, I would fucking kill you. We ended up running out of the interview room, pressing our emergency alarm, and I even had to make a police report about the whole thing. It got real messy. The next day we had court for the children, and my manager decided I shouldn't attend due to everything that had been happening the previous day. My colleagues who attended told me that this man was at court and yelled several times something to the effect of, where is that cunt of a worker who took my kids? I remember feeling a little freaked out, but that's not uncommon to hear things similar to that when you have to remove a child. It's understandable that emotions are very high. You build a bit of a resilience working in this field, and overall I mainly felt relieved that those children had been placed with an aunt and were safe. About two weeks later, I had to stay back late at the office on an unrelated job. It was about 9pm when I finished and I was the only person there. I walked out to the back of the building to my car. It was really dark when I got close, so I thought I saw a shadow moving in the front of my car. Just for a second and then it was gone. 
I was about 20 metres away at this point, but it startled me nonetheless. I stood there for a second just looking at my car, wondering if I was just being paranoid. While staring into the darkness, I started hearing tiny rustling noises, and whether imagined or not, all of the true crime horror stories I've heard flashed into my mind. Safe to say I freaked myself out and sprinted back to the building. I called my boyfriend to come pick me up, explaining what had happened. By the time he drove up to the front doors, I had convinced myself I was being silly and asked him to drive me around to my car. He circled around and with the headlights shining on my car, I could very clearly see that all four of my tyres had been slashed. I was an absolute mess that night and called the police immediately. I was pretty sure that this man was responsible, but as I hadn't seen him, I couldn't say for sure. I took a few days off and came back to a meeting with my manager, who had put together a safety plan for me and other staff. She'd organised to have a security guard escort us to our cars and said very clearly that no one was to stay in the building after hours alone. Then, about a week later, a letter was delivered to the office addressed to me. Any mail that comes into the office... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply goes through our reception staff. Our lovely receptionist opened it, and it was a note that said, You're as good as dead, bitch. The words were typed and printed. She was an older woman and burst into tears when she read it. It didn't say who had sent it, but I'm convinced it was the same man. Over the next few weeks, letters kept coming, each one getting longer. They addressed me as bitch and homewrecker, saying that I kidnapped and abused children. It was just horrible, like fucking horrible stuff. The threats in the letters were the worst. The person writing them threatened to rape, torture, kill, find out where I live and burn down the entire building. To be honest, the police were less than helpful. They basically said that given the nature of our work, they couldn't conclusively say it was this man, although they had questioned him. To me, it all seemed like a pretty massive coincidence. I'd never had anything like this happen before. They did say they were taking the letters very seriously and tracking down where they'd been posted from but I've never heard anything back about that. My workplace took the threats very seriously too. All of the security was bumped up across the building and all staff completed refresher training and emergency management. One day on the way home from work, I noticed that a car was following me. At first, I thought I was being paranoid, so I drove down a bunch of little streets, double-backed onto the same route in a way that would make absolutely no sense. Even after all that, a dark green Camry was still paced a little way behind me. I freaked out, but had already planned in my head what I was going to do in this situation. I headed straight to the police station, planning to pull right up to the front of the building and beat my horn until I had someone's attention. The second I pulled into the police station, that green Camry drove straight past and disappeared down a nearby side street. 
I sat there for a good 20 minutes, too scared to get out of the car in case they came back around the corner. It dawned on me that in my panic I'd forgotten to get the license plate. That upsets me to this day. I told the police what I knew, but they told me that this man didn't have any car registered in his name. This was the final straw for me. I was a nervous wreck. I was looking around constantly at work and at home. I knew that he lived relatively close to me, so I even stopped going grocery shopping in case I ran into him. I stayed on stress leave for a month and heard from colleagues that the letters kept arriving. I was very honestly ready to quit, but then COVID happened. It really changed everything. Everyone went into lockdown and all access to the office was restricted. I started back working from home, driving a work car to and from appointments. I didn't go into the office regularly anymore, only allowed in small working groups when absolutely necessary. Over the next year the letters slowed and eventually stopped. By the time we were allowed back in the office, there hadn't been any sign of this man for almost seven months. About a year later, I left child protection. I don't know what happened with those children, but my hope is that they're happy and safe with their family. And that's for the man who I believe stopped and threatened me for doing my job. Let's not meet ever, ever again. A few years back when I was around 18, I entered a very rebellious phase in my life. I've always been a prodigy child, always did as I was told, never stayed out late, I didn't smoke and I didn't drink, scored the highest in all my classes. All my family, my friends and my friends' families thought I was the perfect kid, but then something changed. I was on a lot of medication due to my health and I started going through bouts of depression. I started acting up like never before. I stopped going to school, I would stay in bed all day, I didn't talk to anyone either. And then slowly, I started talking to strangers online. Initially, it was just talking to them online. I would talk to a few people till I found someone interesting. Would dedicate all my time to talking to them till they no longer held my interest, and I moved on to the next person. This went on for about a year, then I eventually started meeting these people in person. Most of these meetings were sexual, and I was very reckless. I slept around with more people than I liked to admit and regardless of my lack of concern for my own safety, I somehow never met anyone that had any evil intentions. We'd meet a couple of times, do the dirty, and that was that. Until I met this one guy. I was talking to a couple of guys at the time. It wasn't in any sort of relationship, but just being at home. So this guy starts talking to me, and asking me about my hobbies, my interests, and what I do. I told him I do not smoke, nor drink, and he was shocked. I told him it wasn't that I'd never done it, I tried, but it just felt like it wasn't my thing. We talked for a couple of weeks. I ended up talking about how I've been going through depression and at first, he just listened. Eventually, he started telling me I should try smoking. It would help me relieve my anxiety and stress, and I always turned it down, but he was relentless. After a month or so of talking online, we decided to meet. We had never had any sort of sexual conversation or anything, so we were just going to meet as friends. I was supposed to meet another guy, an acquaintance, for something I needed, so I suggested to the online chat guy that we meet briefly for lunch and they can drop me off there at the other guy's place. He agreed and we decided on where and when to go. The day we were supposed to meet, we met at a local cafe. We had brunch, then I got in his car for him to drop me off at the place I had to go. It was a good 45 minute drive, so I put on some songs and decided to relax. Five minutes into the drive, he offered me a cigarette. I declined and he insisted, and kept insisting till I gave up and agreed. 
I opened the box and there was only one cigarette in there. I told him it was his last one and asked if he was sure he wanted me to smoke it since he would have enjoyed it more than I. He said yes. I took the cigarette out and there was something odd about it. It didn't look like it was store bought. It rather looked like it had been rolled by hand. But then again, I had never smoked enough cigarettes to be sure. So I lit it and smoked it. I couldn't smoke even half of it. It made me inexplicably nauseous. So I gave up halfway through and offered it to him. Instead of smoking it, he put it out and threw it away. I thought it was weird, but assumed he probably didn't want to smoke while driving. 30 minutes into the ride, I started feeling very sick. My whole body was shaking. I was extremely nauseous, and I could barely keep my eyes open. I kept telling him I wasn't feeling good and that maybe we should go to the nearest ER, instead of where we were going, but he kept telling me to relax and lay back. Everything about that ride fell off. I told him to stop the car and drop me off wherever we were. He refused, and all I could think of was pulling out my phone and calling for the police. When he noticed what I was doing, he immediately stopped the car and I got off. I couldn't stand, so I sat on the roadside and called the guy I was supposed to visit. He immediately drove to where I was and picked me up, took me to his place where I threw up all over his living room multiple times. For the next hour and a half, I just laid on the couch, my whole body shaking, and constantly throwing up. The guy brought me water, gave me some electrolytes and kept insisting on going to the hospital, but I refused. I had no idea what I had smoked but I was sure it wasn't just plain old cigarettes. I was scared if it had been some illegal drug and if the hospital caught on, I would get into trouble. And I absolutely did not want my parents to find out what I'd been up to. So I laid there, kept throwing up and letting whatever that shit was out of my system. All these years later, I am now married to this guy who picked me up from the roadside and helped me through an insanely embarrassing time. Oh, and to the guy that laced my cigarette, let's not meet again. Thank you all for listening, and as always, if you enjoyed, there are a couple of videos on screen now that you might enjoy. And with that said, I hope to catch you all in the next one. Thank you.